Welcome to the Green Wave Coaches Show with Gallatin football head coach Michael Strapp and Gallatin News sports editor Blaine Keller. The Green Wave Coaches Show is brought to you by Tennessee Ace Hardware. Football season is grilling season. Stop by Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of Big Green Egg grills. The Larry Maynard Agency. Give Allstate agent Larry Maynard a call today for all your insurance needs. Macon Bank and Trust. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. Dairy Berries Heat and Air. Dairy Berries has been voted Sumner County's best heat and air for the past eight years. For outstanding service, give us a call today. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, vans don't let vans drive drunk. Now, here are Coach Michael Straff and Blaine Keller. Welcome back in to another edition of the Green Wave Coaches Show. Sumner County Sports Editor Blaine Keller heading up papers in Gallatin, Hendersonville, and Portland. Joining you today, of course, with Gallatin football coach Michael Straub. Uh Coach Straub, first off, before we dive into any football talk, uh, post-game or pre-game looking into next week, happy late Labor Day. Yeah, thanks. Uh, what, what was the, uh, the game plan for yesterday? We're recording here on Tuesday. What, what did you and the, the family or your football team get up to on a – on a nice Monday. Uh, we left out of here about 8.45, went to Mount Juliet for JV game and freshman game, and then uh, came back here and practiced at, at 2.30 with the varsity. Sounds like the, uh, the work didn't end. Pretty, yeah. pretty laborious Labor Day then, huh? Right. Uh, you know, um, speaking of Mount Juliet, going to go into uh, our, our post-game little talk here, talking about that 32-26 region game between Gallatin and Mount Juliet. So, very exciting game to cover, exciting game, I think, for, for both teams to watch, and one half for Mount Juliet and another half for Gallatin. Coach, you could start off by just maybe three or four takeaways that you had from that game and, and what you kind of looked at from the film and, and from that game as a whole. Uh, you know, I think the uh, I think offensively, you know, we, we started out slow and, and couldn't get into a rhythm, as I've, I've stated before. Um, and then, you know, in, in, in the third quarter, you know, we started we started getting some some big plays out of uh, out of the offensive line and 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 Zakine and and able to move the ball down the air a little bit in the air. Um, you know, defensively, I thought we played uh, played well in the second half. Um, but again, in the first half, we just you know we allowed too many big plays. Um, got to got to do a better job of getting to the football and wrapping up uh, defensively. Um, you know, I think we had a little in the third quarter there. We had a little. They caught us with uh, with with too many men on the field, trying to kind of change uh, units there at the end. So that 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 was tough on us as well. Yeah, that that play in particular, uh, where Mount Julia, I think they kind of delay bringing out their their kickoff, their punt team there was was that what kind of happened on that? I know that play ended up with a, a touchdown there for Mount Julia. So yeah. I mean, just what, what what happened on that play and how big of a Shifter was that for you? Well, that was a big shifter. They had a, you know, we held them for, um, to punt, and then you know uh, they get a first down because we got too many men on the field, and then they ended up scoring on that series. So that's a uh, that's a big mistake on on our part. Um, but I take full credit for that. I should have called timeout, and, and uh, which is what they want you to do, burn one. Um, so um, you know, in high school football, the umpire, I'm a, you know normally stands over the ball until it's ready to be blown into play um, and maybe it was already blown into play I don't know um, and there's a lot of confusion uh, you know and, and, 
in college they give you time to, to sub um, and all that. And in high school they haven't adopted those rules. So it's a little confusion. That's why, you know, a lot of kids wear or they want to wear their, their knee pads above their knees. In college they wear shorts and they think they can do it in high school, but you can't. And so there's a lot of, you know, we, we've got to do a lot of correcting on Friday nights with our kids and other coaches do too because they see kids see things on Saturday and coaches see things on Saturday that just doesn't really correlate to the high school game. Uh, but yeah, we, we were in a uh, we were on we were in on defense and they were holding their punt team over on the sideline for about 15 until the play clock got about 15 and uh, you know we made a we made a substitution for the punt team when in reality we probably should have just went punt safe. Uh, but you learn from those things and you move on. Kind of looking at, at that game as a whole, not, Julia Coach Trey Perry did a couple of things that, that he, you know, as a reporter kind of were, were things you don't see very often in a game. I mean, I think in their first or second drive, they punt on third down. They're getting a couple of penalties there. Then they have the late substitution swap that gets a Gallatin penalty that, that leads to a touchdown in the second half. And, and then on the last drive of the game, they go for it on fourth down, trying to bleed out the clock and win it. Do those situations as a coach, I mean, as a, as a reporter at very least, you don't expect those three plays to kind of happen uh, in a season, much less in one game. Uh, I mean, it's pretty normal. I mean, you, you quick kick on third down when you, you when you want to, you know, get the ball and pin them back deep and they don't have a returner. Uh, and it's third and long, you know, third and 15, third and 20. And, you know, you can quick kick it. Um, and then, you know, at the end there, he just didn't really want to get the ball back to us because he knew, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he felt like we were kind of had the momentum there going offensively. So he didn't he didn't want to get the ball back. So he went for it on fourth down thinking that, you know, he had a shot to get it and he rightfully so. But, you know, but that that's, I'm pretty sure that's what he was thinking in that mindset. Well, when we go back to that too many men on the field penalty that led to a Mount Julian score that, uh, set it at 29 to seven. Uh, in, but from that point on, you know, Gallatin outscores Mount Juliet, I believe, 19 to three the rest of the way. And uh, as we just mentioned, you guys had an opportunity to win it in the final minute there. Uh, as you talked about in your your last couple of answers, the run game seemed to be what started working and what started making a difference in that comeback. Yeah, we uh, we, we we put together, and they were you know they were overplaying us receiver wise and I expected that um, you know when you got you got some young receivers out there and with a young quarterback you know to try to get them frustrated and um, you know but that also loosened up the box a little bit was able we were able to put together or string together some some big runs there in the second half and uh, you know we had a couple in the first half we just could not you know we couldn't string it together to consistently get a drive going um, so yeah, I was proud of the offensive line and, and, and how they were able to create uh, some lanes for, for running backs to hit. Well, coach, I did want to talk about the, the maybe the balance there between Zakai and Brinkley's game overall: 257 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, he's our Gallatin News Player of the Week. Uh, but how much on the other side of it was the offensive lineman creating those gaps for him? I think it was. I mean, it it, it was both. Uh, you know, I, I think he's kind of getting used to. You know, actually being holes there uh, versus you know, I think last year they you know in the triple or you run the midline and you know you constantly got somebody hitting you in the face every time you get the ball. So I mean, you've got some he's got some lanes there and he 
and and he took advantage of them. And again, offensive line did a great job of uh, you know downing and, and kicking. I think this was something we talked about last week, Coach, with Brinkley. Just <clears throat> the fact that, if correct me if I'm wrong, Brinkley would run a lot of a gap last year, just straight into that offensive line. And, and what you're asking him to do in this new system is to break loose, have those big chunk yardage. So I think he had a run of 70 plus yards in this Mount Juliet game. How much of a change or a difference is that for a running back uh, going between running straight into the tackles and trying to break loose for something? Well, I think that his positioning is, is the biggest difference. You know, uh, last year he was in a three-point stance, so, you know, you don't really get to look at the defense and see how they're aligned and, and how, how they're playing. Uh, whereas in a two-point stance, you're back there and you get to – now you can make some some cuts and some reads off the way defenders are playing, you know. And and I think that's the biggest difference, and, and he would he would agree with that, I imagine. Um, so, I mean, no, it's just a little bit different philosophy. Uh, you know, now I'll, I'll sit here and say, you know, we want to we want to be smash mouth and 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 you know get the ball downhill as quick as we can. Whereas option guys, you know, they kind of you know they want to ground it out and be three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, I just want to be a cloud of dust. Well, some of those big runs that Brinkley was able to have uh, last Friday night in that region opener did set up a few comeback plays that you guys were able to make and, and make that one interesting in the fourth quarter. Uh, we mentioned that huge 70-yard run that Zakayan had that was followed by, I think, a, a drop pass, a, kind of a sweet pass to Jeremiah Williams there mm -hmm. that got him in from eight yards out. And then another big run or two uh, with five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, Marshall Hanson gets a reception pass from Jackson Stroud to make it a six-point game. Uh, talk about both of those scoring plays, Coach, and what you guys had designed there. Uh, well, I mean, it's just uh... – both of them are perimeter plays, and we had we had been busting them in, in inside, and and again, you know, you just get them going inside, and you hit them on on the outside. I mean, it's not rocket science, but I mean, it's just uh, you know, you just kind of keep them off balance as much as you can, and and we were able to do that there in the end, and we and they were all set up by big runs by the offensive line and, and Zakan. Did you notice that you were able maybe to to get more horizontal? as the game went on in that second half? Or was that something that was successful in all four quarters? Uh, I mean, I think that you just, you, you, you know, I was kind of born and raised on the philosophy, if, it, if it's working, just keep doing it. And, you know, I had somebody ask me, well, you're so patient, and just, you just kept running the football. Well, I mean, that's just, but when you're churning off eight yards and, you know, we just, where we got in trouble was on second down. You know, especially in the first half, we, we just could not convert on second down and get in short yardage situations. So you find yourself in second and eight and second and nine a bunch. Uh, so we've got to, you know, we've got to do a little bit better job of, of making those little short yardage uh, situations for us. The comeback was, was really an exciting one there. I believe Mount Juliet, after that third quarter touchdown, uh, gets a field goal to start the fourth. Another stop by the Gallatin defense. And, a really valiant effort that we're going to touch on in the second half of today's show. Um, but on top of that, I mean, you guys get the, the couple of touchdowns, you get a stop here and there, and then uh, with five minutes remaining, as I mentioned, it's a six-point game. Mm -hmm. Mount Juliet starts to bleed the clock a little bit, starts to get a first down here and there, and then, as we said, fourth down, Mount Juliet goes for it. It looks like they're close. If they didn't get it, uh, Tyler Travers, Mount Juliet quarterback, fumbles it, and Gallatin pounces on top of it. 
most players might hang their heads after a play like that if, if Travers was close enough to get that first. But talk about your players hanging in there and forcing that fumble to give the offense a chance to win. Well, I think it's just it's, it's part of the growing process here and, and, and the development of, of this team. And, you know, uh, in all three games, um, you know, I, maybe not so much Hendersonville, but, I mean, there's always a, there's always a shot, right? We always give ourselves a shot to, to stay in it. Um, and, you know, the type of things we're doing on offense, we can, we can strike pretty quick. Um, so you, you got to – the kids, have, I think they're starting to understand that. And, you know, as long as we can just kind of get the defense – to get those early stops, you know, play like they did in the first, in the second half, in the first half, and then you know, and then we can get things cooking on offense. Mountain Julia coach Trey Perry was really complimentary of, of not only you but your son Jackson and the way that this program is heading in its first year after the win. It was kind of hard to get him to talk about his own team. Honestly, he really wanted to talk about the growth and uh, maybe Gallatin from this year as opposed to last year. I find kind of funny because Gallatin won the game last year. But uh, one thing that he did mention that I thought was interesting was this independent film study that uh, the Bears kind of went under heading into this week. Uh, senior safety, Cason Walls, mentioned that it, it allowed Mount Julia maybe to anticipate or, or guess some of the plays that you guys were having in that first half a little bit. Uh, when you look back on it uh, at film, did, did you see that from their players at all? I don't know. I, a crystal ball? They knew what was coming? I don't, I don't, I mean, it's good to watch film and, and we watch film independently ourselves. Uh, you know, we've got a thing on, on, on Huddle where we, you know, we can track how much film these kids are watching and, you know, you go in there and you, you, you see, you know, you, you've got this kid watching four hours of film this week and this kid's watching three hours of film. And so, you know, that's, we, we look at that and I looked at it last week and, you know, we got a number of guys, but the more film you watch, you know, the more you're gonna know, it's kind of like studying, right? If you don't study, you're not gonna know the you're not gonna know the answer. So, uh, you, it's the same thing in football. You know, you just recognize and 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 see some tendencies, and you know, everybody's got them. Um, but you know, as far as you know, maybe them knowing what we were doing, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they did. Overall, they say you learn more from a loss than you do a win about your team, and uh, you guys. Gallatin now sitting at one and two on the season after losses to two really good teams in Hendersonville and Mount Juliet. Heading into this week's game against Dixon County, which we'll preview in a second, what have you learned about this Green Wave club? Um, I, you know, they they play hard. Um, uh, still got to learn how to play for each other, um, and and but they they play hard. Um, body language has got to improve. But they just got to understand that, you know, the work we put in Monday through Thursday is what wins games on Fridays, not just showing up on Fridays. And it's a learning process, you know. And these kids, uh, it, it, every week we're growing. And and as long as we can do that, you know, we just got to put it together for four quarters. And when you're, you know, when when I'm coming into a program in the in the state it is, you know, you got to find little wins. And and so. You know, I think we're playing hard. Uh, I think we're getting better at, at, at certain uh, in certain spots every week. We just gotta, you know, we just gotta put it together and, and, and string up some wins. Greenwood Coaches Show is brought to you by Main Street Media Television, our wonderful sponsors in Gallatin and the Gallatin News. 
I'm going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, give you a non-region preview of this week's road game at Dixon County. Stay tuned. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Football season is grilling season. The Big Green Egg is the perfect grill for everyone. From the backyard cook to the world's most acclaimed chefs. Stop at Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of Big Green Egg grills. It's the perfect grill for any grilling need. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Sumner County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berry's at 615-452-8121. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. mentioned little wins in his first year as head coach here with the Green Wave. Uh, it's the Green Wave Coaches Show as we talk about the little wins maybe that this defense had and how you can take that into this week's road game against Dixon County. Coach, let's start off with that when facing off against the Cougars. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it's a good chance for us and we're kind of, you know, we're going to mix some things up personnel-wise on defense and, and uh, you know, we just got to wrap up and tackle. You know, there's a game. You know, there there's times last week when we were playing Mount Juliet where you know I think the quarterback scored the first touchdown where you know he he bounced off two or three guys and they're trying to shoulder tackle and we're wrapping. You know, we're working on wrapping up and driving feet all week and these guys. You know, you got the guys still wanting to shoulder tackle. So you know you you, you try to coach it and, you, and if you can't get it coached, then you got to try some other other bodies in there to try to do what you ask them to do. So. Uh, you know, defensively, I think it's a good, good, good chance for us to to get out there and and try to improve on on the mistakes we we've, we've made in the past. Well, last week's game, of course, you allowed just 10 points in the second half, the season low uh, against a Bears squad that is favored to win this region. Uh, but kind of talking about what you mentioned there with the personnel changes, without getting too much into to game plans and. In case Jeff Tomlinson, Dixon County coach, is listening in, don't want to spoil too much there. But what are you guys looking at specifically to, to change up for this week? Well, you know, sometimes you just got to find a little energy here and there. And, and, and so, you know, whatever that may be. And, you know, we, we just feel like, you know, maybe give some guys some chance that are, they're, you know, practicing hard and going hard for us and, and just kind of spruce it up a little bit. With all due respect to Dixon County's offense, this defense has been pretty impressive, Dixon County's, through the first three weeks. 33 points allowed overall. Quick math there, 11 points a game. When you kind of do your scouting report, Coach, is the defense the biggest strength of the Cougars? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it is. I think they, uh, they, they play very hard, uh, and they play very tough. You know, we just, we just got to, you know, hope we get a first down this week. One injury update I wanted to get a little bit on. LaDainian McMurray 
suffered what we believe to be a re-aggravated, um, I believe, a thigh contusion mm -hmm. uh, last week in the early goings of that Mount Julia game. You almost have to believe that that last drive that Gallatin gets to go on might have turned out differently if Ladanian was available. He's a huge asset on that offensive and defensive side. It's just what's his recovery process look like this week, and do you know what his status might be for Friday's game? Uh, he, he looks good. He's, he's, he's out there moving around yesterday, so he looks good. Well, I know you guys had that kind of confidence going into that. You know, he suffered that injury at station camp, and then you guys had confidence that he'd be able to go uh, against Mount Juliet and then kind of got a, a dinger, I guess, a stinger, if you will, yeah. uh, to start. Do you kind of rein him in a little bit well, whenever you have that injury that's kind of nagging? How, how do you kind of weigh that as a coaching staff? I usually just go on what the kid says. You know, and, and how they feel. Uh, but we, you know, we go through our trainer, and you know, they, we 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 work well with one another. So, you know, we're not going to put a kid in a situation where, you know, dangers himself or prolongs the injury. But, you know, like I said, he was he was at practice yesterday, moving around. So. Well, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask. When you mentioned it, coach, you said through the first couple of weeks you need to find a game where you have all four quarters put together. Uh, I wanted to kind of get your take on these first three games. Which quarters do you feel like you want against Hendersonville? Which quarters do you feel like you want against Station Camp? I, I would believe the first quarter there. A and then against Mount Juliet, I I'd assume the second half. But overall, which quarters in particular do you think you've won through the first three games of the season? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think that we – I just want to start fast on both sides of the ball. And – and uh, you know, in, in all phases of the game, you know, I, I think that we uh, sometimes it may take us a little bit to get going. Uh, I think the Hendersonville game was, uh, I think we, we made some plays defensively and offensively in the first half of those games. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, deep, the second half was not so good for us. So, but I, again, you know, it's getting these guys to believe and, and, and playing, you know, four quarters. Uh, playing hard based on your previous stops at usj and scotts hill is there any sort of recipe to unlocking that belief and getting these guys to play for each other for all four quarters and especially at the start it's just hard work you know and it's just you know being unselfish and, and just getting out there and, and, and battling with each other you know you just preach it and preach it and preach it and you know um you know i told him last week you know you gotta you, you start you know when you start not complaining, but when you start like giving directives and stuff, the first thing you gotta do is look in the mirror, you know, and look at yourself and how you can do better. When when you mentioned that, how's how's the coaching staff taking that? Maybe taking those directives, looking in the mirror and No, one hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. Our coaches are you know, I, I mean I I went up there I, I I went to Coach Clemens, our defensive coordinator Friday night and I just uh, you know, I apologize, I just didn't we couldn't get it done the, the, the first half. He basically told me to shut my mouth, you know, because, you know, but he's got the same mindset as well. We just, you know, we, we've got to get, we've got to get stops on defense and, you know, not, don't let them score. If there's one thing that you can kind of take away from this Greenwood coaches show through the first three weeks, it's a program, not a team. This, this team is building its way into that status week by week, and we're excited to see how that plays out this Friday at Dixon County. We'll have you covered with coverage from the Gallatin News and Dixon Post. But before that, we're going to take one more break. You are one fun question, Coach Michael Stroud. Stay tuned.
Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Dairy Berry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairy Berries at 615-452-8121. Football season is grilling season. The Big Green Egg is the perfect grill for everyone. From the backyard cook to the world's most acclaimed chefs. Stop at Tennessee Ace Hardware today and check out our large selection of Big Green Egg Grills. It's the perfect grill for any grilling need. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We're back for one fun question here on the Green Wave Coaches Show. Blaine Keller joined by Coach Michael Strapp of Gallatin. Coach, I wanted to give you a couple superlatives here. Uh, player by player through your first couple of months of knowing these guys, which player best fits this description? Start best dressed on Gallatin's team. Best dressed? Marshall. Marshall Hanson? Yeah, Marshall. He'd like to think so, but yeah, Marshall. Preppy style? Huh? Got a preppy style? Or he does. He does. He'll he'll dress up, and his mom will put pictures out there on <laughs> Facebook of him. And you know, he he really likes to go with the the the, the three piece suit without a shirt underneath it. You know, oh. so you know, he he likes to. He's worked hard to get you know change his body, so he's pretty proud of it. Most athletic. Let's take it on the field. Most athletic. Athletic. Yep. Oh man, we, we got, got some athletes on this team too. We do. We do. I you know. I don't know if there's any one person. I, I, I think LaDamian. I think LaDamian is, is is probably one of the more more athletic guys on the team. Yeah. Is there a class clown? Funniest? Uh, Lord. Uh, Micah Bell. Micah Bell. He makes me laugh. Makes me mad too, but he makes me laugh. So. Does that ever happen at the same time? Where you're trying to get mad at him, but but he's just. Yeah, it does. It does. He, we were getting ready to go to the JV game one day last week, and we just got off the practice field, and he, he lost his helmet. So, you know, that was the moment where I was mad, and I just kind of laughed at him. <laughs> this one could be in the same vein. Uh, most outgoing. Does, does Micah fit that category, too, or is there someone else? No, nah, he's not outgoing. Uh, the most outgoing guy? Uh, I would probably say Zakan. I, I, I would probably go out and say, yeah. Zakine Brinkley. It's funny though, the one interview I've had with Zakine, he was as shy as could be. What, what, what makes Zakine outgoing? Uh, I mean, you, you just gotta get to know him. Once you get to know him, he, he can't shut up. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I would say Zakine. And one more here you could cop out with your son, but most like Michael Stroud. Most like me? Yep. Player most like you. I mean, I don't know. I would. I mean, I would probably have to go with Jackson because we we get in we get in some verbal debates 
at times. That worked out perfectly, and we beat the bell this time. Uh, that's a great buzzer to close off this week's Green Wave Coaches Show. Thank you to Mainstream Media Television. Thank you to the Gallatin News and our wonderful sponsors here in Gallatin for sponsoring this show. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. You've been watching the Green Wave Coaches Show with Gallatin football head coach Michael Strapp and Gallatin News Sports editor Blaine Keller. The Green Wave Coaches Show is brought to you by Tennessee Ace Hardware, the Larry Maynard Agency, Macon Bank and Trust, Derryberry's Heat and Air, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.